Welcome back, Bills fans, fans of the game, fans of football, and fans of blue cheese. It's your boy, Jeremy Mountain, here with another episode of Blue Mafia. Bills lovers everywhere united. Brought to you by Ken's Ranch. Not quite as good as Ken's Blue Cheese. We're back, baby. We took a little break last week. We got a lot of stuff going on. We're planning a wedding. We got a lot of work stuff going on, but we are back. We're proud to be back. We're proud to be here for y'all. We see you listening out there in Iowa. Who knew? We got the stats. Somebody was listening to the last episode in Iowa, and for that, I'm grateful. We got five things to look for as the Bills are on hard times. Ken Dorsey getting fired. His kid found out while she was sitting with Miss Lippy making paste. It's a sad story. I'm a, I'm a little sad for Ken, but new frontiers. We got big news around the AFC. A couple guys dropping out, dropping like flies. Let's get right into it. Well, have a moment of silence for the Ken Dorsey era. It's officially over for Ken in Buffalo. And although a lot of people said this had to happen, there were definitely some offensive issues on the offense. Uh, We all are scratching our heads wondering what's wrong with the general Josh Allen, why is he not who he once was? I've got a couple ideas. One idea. Devin Singletary went off against the Bengals last week for 150. And I was watching some highlights. And I heard something somebody said about J.J. Reddick used to watch highlights of his old stuff when he was having a slump. And I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about some of the highlights we've seen with Allen and some of the broken plays and just the comfort level he had with Devin Singletary. Just an understated, it's not not the all the reason why everything looks like shit, but the continuity and the fun that Devin Singletary brought to the table is certainly missed, and I wanted to mention that today. One thing that I saw this week that I found interesting, actually I think it was Jerry Sullivan possibly uh, noted, I think it was 17 and one. The Bills are when Josh Allen has 10 carries or more, and he has not had a game of that nature this season. Thinking about it, talking about it with the guys, you know, it's a double-edged sword because you don't want to get Allen hurt. But one thing that I want to mention is we just saw Joe Burrow not running, not not sliding, just in the pocket. And he got his wrist snapped, crackled, popped, whatever happened. But my point is these guys aren't made of glass. They are susceptible to getting hit in the pocket. They are susceptible to hitting a hand on a, on a helmet. Let Josh run. Let Josh run over. Let Josh climb. Let Josh jump. I think we're at a point right now where if we want to make the playoffs, it's do or die. I think it was 45% versus 17% or 12% if we lose this weekend. But right now, I believe the Bills are tied with the Houston Texans. And there's a lot of quarterbacks that are not as good as Josh Allen. But 
it's do or die. It's make or break. And that's why I think we may see a couple more called runs for Allen this week. Just because we need to win, we don't really have a choice at this point. Allen needs to stop turning the ball over. Uh, it's that simple. He's had some problems in the past with accuracy, but the smell and salt interception, I'm getting sick of seeing the smell and salt stuff because we hear about low positive. We hear about how he is trying to remain balanced, but this is football, and it's time to pull your head out of your ass, and it's time to leave the low positive stuff for recovering from whatever happens on the field because between those four lines that is war and low positive doesn't exactly work when on the battlefield so leave the low positive for after the game monday tuesday thursday whatever but time to fucking let it rip josh stop turning it over one last thing on the offensive problems, I was listening to Joe Brady's press conference and pretty interesting. He's actually only a month younger than your boy here, Jer. Uh, he went to William & Mary. I believe there was a kid from St. Joe's that graduated the year I did who went to William & Mary. He may have played with him. But I heard him talking about the booth and it kind of made me think they could have probably switched Joe Brady and Ken Dorsey at least for one game just to see if that was going to shake anything up without losing Ken on a complete level um I don't know the way that the way that Joe Brady talked about it he seemed like he was someone who might want to be up in the booth so we'll see this weekend if he's up there it just it just made me think what if they would have just changed them put Ken down on the field put Joe up in the booth and test it out and then maybe you don't lose the guy that the quarterback wanted but he's gone and moving forward it's the young Brady it's the young Joe I expect to see a little bit of an extra juice I expect to see a little bit of extra creativity you got to think that he's going to get a little bit um bold this week there's no tape on what he's going to do so as far as the tendencies and the trends and the looks and the formations you got to think that he's going to pull in at least a couple new wrinkles this weekend versus Robert Salah's Jets D which we know is a problem but this is the first test for the young Brady and I think he's got the mind and persona to create a new youthful culture with this Buffalo Bills team looking forward to it number three can we get a turnover on defense I mean Sean wants to talk complimentary all day long but the tackling on the special teams was atrocious and the defense has, I believe, yet to achieve a turnover for probably five weeks. I'm going to have Boris check that in a minute. The cat, he's going to just, he's my producer here today. The cats are enjoying a nice nap and they're behaving very nicely, so I appreciate that. But when's the last time this Bills defense has submitted a turnover for the offense? You want to talk about complimentary, it's getting stops, but can we get a stop in the fourth quarter and can we get a turnover at some point? 
We got Brees Hall coming in this weekend. He's been notorious for breaking big long ones against the Bills, and you can't imagine that Zach Wilson is going to come out and just turn into someone else this weekend, but you also can't take him lightly because every once in a while he makes that big play that turns the game and makes it feel like they have a chance. We have to make sure that Salah, Zach, neither feel as though they have any chance at all this weekend. And I think the Bills can do that. And hopefully the change on offense is going to bring a little bit of a spark that may bring a little bit of a spark to the D. But ultimately, this is make or break time. Number five, the Hellhounds on defense. As we know, the Jets defense is always a pain in the balls for this Bills team. But... Quinton Williams, John Franklin Myers, Quentin Jefferson, all ballers on the D-line. C.J. Mosley always provides a problem for the general Josh Allen, but someone who stepped up in the first game of this, this season, Quincy Williams, linebacker, also brother of Quinton Williams, I believe. Boris checked that. But Quincy Williams was everywhere for the Jets' last time the night that Aaron Rodgers may or may not have torn his Achilles tendon but Quincy Williams was all over the field and he became one of the Blue Mafia hellhounds of the year in that performance so we're gonna have our eye on him but be prepared be prepared a lot I listen to Buffalo Plus a lot each week shout out they're great but they were all expecting an ugly game. Jenna was the only one that really said anything about possibly seeing an offensive explosion, but I think she only said about 21 points for the Bills. I still think that this team is due for a turnaround. I think this team is due for a run, and I think that with the injuries around the AFC, there's no excuse why this team can't make the playoffs. Jake Browning, Kenny Pickett, even C.J. Stroud, the rookie. Zach Wilson is this week. They're not really in the hunt. But these quarterbacks that are up near the top, Gardner Minshew is even in the hunt. Aiden O'Connell is even in the hunt. If Josh Allen can't get in the playoffs, even with this tough schedule, it's going to be a long winter for the front office. But we're going to keep our hopes high because we think it's going to be a Bills dub this weekend. And I do think that the defense is going to yield a couple turnovers. And that is what can really spark this offense to have a turnaround. So let's hope for some turnovers. Let's hope for some tutties. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the other side for the top five quarterback matchups around the NFL. Number one on the top five quarterback matchups around the NFL with huge implications. We have Levis at Trev. AFC South implications, all the noise about CJ, but number one pick Trevor Lawrence took one on the chin last week after earning a little bit of respect. People were starting to talk last week about this Jaguars team, about this quarterback, and then all of a sudden they got walloped by the 49ers and Will Levis 
I was not huge on coming out of college. This is his first inaugural visit to the implications. But that AFC South is so weak that the Titans could potentially go on a run. He looks like he can make some interesting throws. We'll see after a couple weeks of tape and tendency how he progresses. He could be a dumpster fire through the rest of this year. Or he could take the Titans on a run. But some of the balls he was chucking up, he's got a live arm. He's got some potential. He's got a lot more potential than I thought he did coming in. We'll pick these at the end. Number two, Kyler at CJ in Houston. Houston busting out the red unis, red helmets. Kyler coming back strong last week. I played him in fantasy as I had Mahomes on a bye. He did okay, but from a non-fantasy perspective, you if you're a Kyler Murray fan, you're excited because he was running around a little bit. He made a big play at the end of the game, come back, finish the game. Kind of happy for Kyler. Um, he's fun to watch, and that's part of the reason why he makes the top five implications games of the week. But the other reason is C.J. Stroud has been a delight. He looks like he's been in the league for 15 years. Reminds me a little bit of Steve McNair personally, uh, just with the effortless throws he makes on the run or from the pocket. But another one that I wasn't super high on, you could tell he spins it. You could tell he was like not stupid, even though a lot of the people were talking about some of those scores. But CJ seems like the real deal, obviously. And they have a chance to make the playoffs. And if you're a Bills fan, you got to keep your eye on that because we kind of need the Texans to take a couple L's. Number three, Baker at Purdy. The battle of the sub-six footies. couple small quarterbacks battling it out for their teams. Baker has had somewhat of a rekindling year. He's obviously enjoying the warm weather. Purdy, another one, enjoying the warm weather. It's an interesting trend to consider cold and height. Can a short quarterback thrive in cold? Can a short quarterback thrive in warmth? Both of those guys are at least doing enough for their teams to have them in the hunt. 49ers obviously are, I think, the number one seed right now. Oh, no, the Eagles are probably one. But the 49ers got Trent Williams back last week, Debo back. When all those guys are healthy, they're going to be really tough to beat. But we'll see if Baker and the Bucks have anything for them. That's an NFC matchup, and the the Baker Bucks need that dub in the NFC because they need to win their division. Number four, the show stopper, the show Dobza, the pastor not Josh Dobbs versus Russ, who had. His biggest win as a Bronco in Buffalo last week. And despite the fact that the numbers aren't sexy, he's got to be the most articulate game manager in the history of the NFL. I mean, I thought I was watching a 1983 football game the way that he was managing that Broncos offense last week. But he made the plays that mattered. He made the plays that count. And he doesn't turn the ball over in his stats. Not too sexy, but they're up there. And there's a chance that they could make a little push here because the defense is starting to believe they got Randy Gregory out of there, and all of a sudden the defense turns around, Russ turns around. They've got some bodies on the outside. They've got a young running back. They could make a little push here. So we'll keep our eye on that one. And obviously Dobbs, 
another superstar from under a rock emerging just a raw leader an intelligent gentleman and I'm so happy for Josh Dobbs because he was a baller at Tennessee Vols in college and it doesn't really get any better than Josh Dobbs if you ask me number five we got big boy Jalen Hurts with his tushy taking on Patty Kelsey and the whole Taylor Swift thing is too much for me just when you thought you couldn't hate Travis Kelsey more all this BS with that act today they had some BS with Mahomes' brother getting interviewed. I changed the channel, but Mahomes going Mahomes. And right now, with all the injuries, with all the quarterbacks out in the AFC, it seems to be Mahomes, Allen, and a bunch of ragtags, and C.J. Stroud. So they're going to be in it at the end. Hurts rematch from the Super Bowl. Obviously, big implications for for confidence levels and we got to keep an eye on Hertz's knee because he's been banged up a couple times on that knee and I don't know he bent he squats about 400 pounds so I'm sure he'll be fine but let's pick him so we can get you out of here we got game day on we got a nice little Saturday planned four o'clock game tomorrow would have been nice if it was at one because I feel like the Bills always win at one but four four next games 425 Levis at Trev We gotta go Jaguars At home Kyler at CJ Does the legend of CJ Stroud continue Or does Kyler go to Texas Kyler plays well in warm Texas domes We're going Kyler Baker at Purdy 49ers at home Can't go against them Dobbs at Russ we're going Dobbs train, baby. You know the drill. Hurts at Pat. It's in KC. I don't know if I can see the Eagles going into Kansas City and winning. But they're pretty tough. I'm going Hurts. So that's Trev, Kyler, Purdy, Dobbs, Hurts. Your top five implications parlay of the week. Thank you for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. Go Bills. Love you.